I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. Welcome to Thoughts from Meharry Head, the weekly podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 118 of Thoughts from Meharry Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to talk about concealed carry reciprocity. It's late on Friday evening, and I have to admit, I was not planning on doing a podcast this week. I'm actually getting ready to go on vacation, so you're definitely not getting a podcast next week. And uh, for me to go on vacation, I basically have to do two weeks of work ahead of time so I can take a week off. And so this week has been uh, hand to the grindstone, as they say. So I'm pretty tired, and and I wasn't going to do this. But something came up, and I really wanted to address it. I got an email from a listener, and it was actually an exchange between him and the head of a very prominent gun rights organization uh, here in the United States. And it dealt with the idea of concealed carry reciprocity. Now, you probably are aware that there is a movement for Congress to require all states to recognize each other's concealed carry permits. So if you got a concealed carry permit in Kentucky under this congressional or this federal law, you would be able to carry your firearm concealed in California. As it is now, every state has uh, different criteria. Uh, The concealed carry reciprocity is worked out between the states voluntarily, and some states don't accept very many other states concealed carry, and you can't conceal there. So There's a lot of people who favor this national law that would force reciprocity on the entire country. Now, I'm against this for both pragmatic and constitutional reasons. From a pragmatic standpoint, I think if you give the federal government the power to impose reciprocity on the entire United States, you're also giving it the power to dictate the rules of concealed carry permits. They have to be uniform, right? So what you're going to end up with is California-style concealed carry across the United States. That's what it's going to devolve to. It's going to be very difficult to get a concealed carry permit, and I just don't think that you should give the federal government that much power. But beyond that, there are also constitutional concerns. And The bottom line is the Constitution does not give the federal government the authority to impose concealed carry rules on California or Nebraska or New York or any place else. It doesn't have that authority. It doesn't have the power to impose concealed carry on the rest of the country. It doesn't have the power to force California to accept Kentucky's concealed carry license. Now, 
I have to admit, I would like this. I mean, you know, I want to be able to carry in every state. I'm all for gun rights, but I do not want to give the federal government power it was never intended to wield. So you're basically going to get two arguments when I talk about the constitutional issue. The first is they're going to argue that the Second Amendment authorizes the federal government to uh, impose this concealed carry reciprocity. And this is really pretty absurd. The Second Amendment was intended to be a restriction on federal power only. It was never intended to apply to the states. Now, I'm not going to get real deep into this. I've talked about it before, and I'll put some links in the show notes page. But the Bill of Rights was never intended to apply to the states. This is not debatable. There is nothing in the founding record that shows that anybody thought that the Bill of Rights was going to apply to the states. The states had their own Bill of Rights. If you have a problem with the state violating your rights, then you should go to the state Bill of Rights and deal with it through there, not run to the federal government and have it impose its vision of rights on your state. So let's just dispense with that right away. Then they'll say, well, no, no, the 14th Amendment, that incorporates the Bill of Rights onto the states. And they'll talk about the Supreme Court uh, decisions and whatnot. But again, this is a bastardization of the Constitution. The 14th Amendment was never intended to incorporate the Bill of Rights on the states. This was a judicial invention some 50 years after the amendment was ratified. Again, I'll put some links in the show note page that gets into this because I don't really want to get into that today either. I wanted to touch on, though, this second argument. Well, counting the Bill of Rights and incorporation as one argument. The second argument that was brought up by this gun rights organization, and that was that the full faith and credit clause in the Constitution actually gives the federal government the power to impose concealed carry reciprocity. So this clause is found in Article 4, Section 1, and it says, Full faith and credit shall be given in each state to the public acts, records, and judicial proceedings of every other state, and the Congress may, by general laws, prescribe the manner in which such acts, records, and proceedings shall be proved and the effect thereof. So what in the world does this mean? Now, I can understand how people might read this at face value and say, oh, yeah, that gives the government, the federal government, the power to impose concealed carry reciprocity. If Kentucky has a law relating to concealed carry, then that law has to be honored in other states. But that's not what this means. The clause was primary, primarily related to judicial cases. Now, it sounds technical, but it really just means that courts in one state have to give full faith and credit to judgments and legal documents from another state. There was a similar clause in the Articles of Confederation. As one Pennsylvania judge explained at the time, it was, quote, chiefly intended to oblige each state to receive the records of another as full evidence of such acts and judicial proceedings, end quote. The Constitution actually went a step further. It empowered Congress to establish a uniform rule for authenticating out-of-state legal documents. That's pretty much it. So in practice, the full faith and credit clause requires that a duly reached judgment in one state has to receive the same effect in another state as it does in the state where it was originally rendered. So let's say you want a judgment in uh, Kentucky, and then you petition a court in Virginia to enforce it. 
you don't have to go back and relitigate the whole thing again. The court in that second state, the court in Virginia, would be obligated to fully recognize and honor the judgment of the Kentucky court in determining the enforceability of the judgment and the procedures for its execution. So the clause was actually meant to address a pretty specific issue. It was intended to keep people who owed debts in one state from escaping their obligation to pay by moving into another state. I guess this was pretty common. During the drafting of the Constitution, James Wilson and William Johnson explained that the meaning of the clause was, quote, that judgments in one state should be the ground of actions in other states, and the acts of the legislature should be included for the sake of, of acts of insolvency. So this wasn't particularly controversial during the ratification debates, but Madison did address it in Federalist 42. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but I'll post the uh, small section uh, in the show notes page so you can see what, what Madison was getting at. But here's the bottom line. None of this has anything to do with licensing a firearm. If you take this argument to its logical conclusion, Virginia would have to accept the credentials of an athletic trainer licensed in Kentucky. This just doesn't happen unless the states voluntarily want to enact some sort of reciprocity. It's the same as being the member of the bar. Just because you're licensed by the bar in Kentucky doesn't mean you can practice law in Alabama. The bar, each state determines whether or not they're going to accept the bar licensing from another state. It's up to the states, and the same is true now of concealed carry reciprocity, and it should remain so under the Constitution. Look, here's my problem with all of this. It's feeding into this idea that we need to make everything a national issue. It's feeding into this American tendency to centralize everything in Washington, D.C. We want Washington to take care of everything for us. This is not a path to liberty. You might win this battle. You might get your wonderful concealed carry reciprocity, and you know it may even work out, and you may not have California-style uh, concealed carry laws across the country. But even if you get a win here, it is not a win for overall liberty, because what you're doing is you're further centralizing power at the top. The founding generation understood that the biggest threat to liberty was centralization of power. That's why they created a decentralized system. That's why they gave the federal government very few powers. That's why they gave most powers to the states and to the people. They did not want the federal government doing all of this stuff. This centralization stuff is dangerous. Look, you don't centralize power to get freedom any more than you would give Walmart a monopoly to improve your shopping experience. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Mary Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening. If you enjoyed the show, do me a favor and spread the word. And feel free to send me any thoughts or ideas or angry emails to michael.mahary at 10th And if you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to this podcast over at iTunes for free. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks.